Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. Hi, and welcome to Nigel and Community Call. Uh, this call is for targeted individuals. Targeted individuals are anyone or group of people who have been targeted by the government uh, for uh, what I you know, believe to be experimentation of um, direct-to-energy weapons as well as uh, mind-control uh, weapons technology and a psychological discredited campaign or program that's run against the target to keep them speaking out uh, about what is being done. Okay? Now, uh, the perpetrators of these programs or the creators of these programs uh, may try to silence uh, the targeted individual by blackmailing them, by physical threats such as arrest or murder, financial uh, destruction such as the loss of job, uh, you know, if you have stocks, uh, the, the devaluing of those stocks and bonds. ostracize you within, within your community by spreading vicious, uh, slanderous rumors. Okay. The use of uh, government uh, offices and officials, such as the fire department and your local state police, state, uh, local and federal police agencies. Um, this is a combination, so that you get all all of those things. But it is an effort to keep the target from coming forward. And in order for them to do that, they have to manipulate you. They have to set you up, okay, and uh, put you in this program and threaten you. And if you speak about what's being done, you'll be arrested or you'll be shot, you'll be killed, you'll be locked up in a mental institution. You'll have your kids taken away from you if you have kids. Uh, if you're married, they will work to destroy that marriage. If you're in a relationship, they'll work to destroy that relationship. If you're active in your community, they will get people in the community to target you. There's a psychological warfare or campaign to isolate you. Okay? And so, uh, make no mistake that as a target individual, this program is about experimentation. Psychological campaign that's being run against you is an effort to discredit, silence, and to have you uh, commit suicide. 
financially ruin you, just speaking out about what the things that they do. Okay? Um, so, before I begin uh, reading on the NSS of others, we will do a monitoring. I'd like to recap some of my talking that has been taking place. Uh, so, last week I did a show, I did a recording because uh, you know, they usually send, it, I guess it, it depends on what it is that they're up to, I mean, in the perps. And so they'll usually send a group of people on the call to try to derail the call or to try to push whatever agenda they want to push. So I didn't go report on last uh, Tuesday, but tonight I figured that I wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't come on tonight, which is the case. So uh, I'm going to report it tonight. Even though I can mute them, but you know, I, I I want to listen to them because that, I study them. So that, that's how I understand and I know their tactics and how they work. Right? So you have to study them for the target. And how are you going to be able to anticipate some of the things that they do? So as I was saying uh, about my targeting, uh, and you know, every time I talk about this. I was talking about remote no monitoring because I am a remote no monitoring victim. Meaning that I have been microchipped. So my thoughts are being interfered with. They can condition me uh, when I'm sleeping. They can run a subliminal campaign and inject words from that building into my mind. When I see those words and numbers, uh, it's tri- it triggers a negative uh, response. Okay? And so, with my targeting recently, um, like over the holidays, you know, it wasn't that bad, but after the holidays, it got really, really bad. Heavy, heavy targeting, heavy monitoring. Um, and, you know, I think they do it because, like, like I said, I am microchipped. And sometimes they need to um, identify the signal, okay? So how do they go about identifying the signal, right? Let me give you an example. So they go about identifying the signal, which reaches the chip implanted within myself by doing stuff that only... I would know, right? And then uh, when I talk about it, then they say, okay, this signal, because that's what they hear, everything they say, so it's recorded, and if it's recorded under a certain number, which means that whatever the number is, that's the signal for me. And so uh, they would do things um, like, you know, I may have a conversation in private, not on the phone, not outside, but in my own home, in private, and I walk outside and, you know, they will, somebody, they will plan people to talk about the conversation that I had in passing. Then, you know, I would talk about it, and they were like, okay, well, yes, this is, you know, this is the end of the run. Listen, I, don't, I know what they're doing, and I don't mind, because really I want to see the outcome, and, you know, I want to take this to court, right? But it's not going to happen.
they always want to run or make you think about some type of investigation, which is the false narrative, and they have to purpose believe in it. And, um, you know, what can you say? Right? I think for the most part, a lot of targets, they try to make targets feel like they're built up the I would say that as a target, if you are a target, you have done nothing wrong. If you're a true target individual, you have done nothing wrong. You have been manipulated, you have been silent. So, hence the reason why you don't get harassed by the police on a daily basis, but they won't come back and you with a search warrant or, or accusing you of doing something wrong. Okay? And so you have to understand that. And that's what I have to understand. I get harassed by the police daily. It's you know, almost every day I should say. Not on every day. sometimes they sometimes they'll take a break. But I still get harassed by your everyday citizen perp. And that's a given. And so, um if you want to do a monitor, you know, for example, uh my grand nephew, uh you know, I came home for the weekend because I had uh, the kid. And then um, we were in the house, and he asked me, he was like, I'm going to go, have you seen my pick? The pick is a comb that he used, like if you have an afro, because he's growing his hair out, and that uh, he would, um, you know, he would use to comb it out because it's, you know, it's, it's the, the tooth are spaced out, you know, they're pretty well spaced out on like your regular comb, which, uh, you know, you have very more space in between the teeth of the comb. So pick may have about um, uh, it's the, the teeth of the pick is say it's metal, you know. It's pretty long. So when you comb out your you hair, you know, it's coming out, you comb out the afro. <clears throat> so get to my, my son had a basketball tournament. He's on the basketball team at the school. Okay, so I was um, dropped from the call, and, you know, it's on purpose. Uh, usually when I, I am speaking about something that they don't want me to talk about, 
uh, they will do stuff like that. Okay? And, uh, because the only how talks you would drop the call is after two hours. Okay? Then uh, like, like the call to the phone will hang up. But usually when I'm talking about a specific subject, they will constantly uh, interrupt the signal on the cell phone and I will get a call drop. So I have, on my cell phone, I have pretty strong signal. Yes, I have other thing. So um, we get to, I get to my son's uh, basketball tournament. Um, as he was playing, his team was playing it was in the afternoon. And um, anyway, the game I just finished. I went to turn around to get my jacket. And there was a guy standing behind me. And he takes out a pick. Okay? Now, here's the kicker. Okay? So, that was, you know, positively, absolutely Spanish. Didn't have an afro. You know, matter of fact, he couldn't even use the pick because it wouldn't even do anything to his hair because he had, uh, um, you know, wavy hair. You know, it wasn't uh, coarse hair like uh, most black people have, uh, most African Americans have. And um, and so, you know, you say you have to. So I said to myself, wait, you know, I said to myself, and it dawned on me. Because, like I said, you know, there was no, there was no reason for him to have a pick. He doesn't have the type of hair which he would use to pick. He wasn't in the afro. His hair was very, very short. But what it is is, uh, is a way of them telling me that we hear everything that happened around you, or we have, we can hear every conversation uh, that you have. Okay. And you know, in the beginning, when I targeted, when that used to happen. You know, I used to turn my cell phone off. I used to turn my cell phone off. I never talked to my household, um, you know, when I was having conversations. And they were still, and they were still, uh, you know, confirmed to me that they were listening to my conversation. And I couldn't figure out how the hell they were doing it until, you know, I read up about remote neural monitoring and implants. And uh, remember, I remember... Uh, very vividly, uh, 2002. I was, I was going to court uh, for uh, that. I had taken my son, my eldest son, over to court for uh, custody of uh, our son. And um, you know, she did this whole she did this whole setup thing, saying that I hate them all stuff, which was a, a, a lie. And uh, so I got arrested. And, uh, you know, I spent the night fell and uh, woke up in the morning. Uh, and woke me up to go to court. And you know, I had this burning sensation in my arm. So I took my jacket off, rolled up my sleeve, and what looked to me was a needle mark, okay, in my arm, okay, right uh, below the elbow, yeah. uh, actually not right below the elbow, but the bottom half of your arm where, you know, when you um, 
go to get blood and take this from from there. And so it, I mean, it was a sensation. It was a burning sensation. But I figure, you know, a couple of years later, I figured, you know what, I was probably drugged and uh, implanted. That's how they know exactly when I leave my house, um, exactly where I was going. Uh, they can triangulate the, the signal and give it to the perps. So, uh, you know, I've tested this out. I, I, I walked around, I used to leave out, walk around my head and just walk around to see if they will show up at every single corner. And they did. Okay, there wasn't anywhere that I walked in my head. And I used to walk for hours that it wasn't a perp in every corner. That was and, you know, in the beginning, you, that's when you receive some of your heaviest targeting because they hit you with everything because they want you to have a psychological break. That's exactly what happened to me. So once that happens, you know, you go to the hospital or the doctor and you're labeled. Okay? So once you're labeled, then that's it. Now, where the real experimentation begins. Now, that label is can be used as a discrediting tool. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what happened. And, you know, so, so like I said, from time to time, they'll do stuff like that. They'll, you know, or they'll break into your house, your apartment, and they'll take something, okay? Something that may be insignificant to a lot of people but important to you. And then they'll Try to shove it in your face. You know, person will walk, you know, by you. Usually when they take my stuff, you know, usually more than one that's walking by because I guess they figure, well, you know, if we mention something about the stuff that we took, he might get angry and beat the crap out of me. So they'll, they'll be like that. They'll, you know, um, oh, they have broke into my bedroom, took a couple thousand dollars worth of watches from me. And um, I was highly upset. You know, but I had to get up to go to work in the morning. And I went to work, went on my way to work, close to the train station. And uh, this guy calls me. He's like, yo, do you want to buy some watches? He just pulls up a sleeve. There's a whole bunch of watches to sleeve, <laughs> you know? I mean, this is how they try to, this is how they torture and torment you, right? By doing stuff like that. You know? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, these people are, uh, they're, they're evil. That's what the word to describe. They're evil. You know, they will stand outside in minus degree weather just because they know that you're leaving your house to go to, to go somewhere. They will stand outside in the rain. And, you know, they will be out there in the rain, sometimes with no umbrella, because they know that you're leaving the house. <laughs> okay. These, these people, you want to talk about lunatics? Okay. These people are the real crazy people. These people are the real lunatics. Do what they do. And so, you know, 
So back to the story about the pigs. So um, then uh, what they do after that. So let's say they take something of mine or they may have, they may listen in on the conversation that I'm having. And, um, you know, like I said, they'll mention it or they'll do something to trigger uh, me, you know, um, which in this case, I think basketball team was the pick, knowing that my grandnephew had just asked me, have I seen his pick? Okay? And like I said, the person that took the pick out of their pocket, there's no way they can use, use the pick. Like I said, this was a Hispanic person, okay, with very short hair. And if you're a black person, you know what a pick is, right? So you know, uh, you know, for you to have a pick, you, you got to have some hair on your head. And, you know, pick, picks are usually for coarse hair, not for straight curly hair because it doesn't, it's not going to do anything. And so that's all, at that point I realized, okay, so they're trying to trigger me. Okay? So when that happens, uh, this always happens. Whenever they try to trigger me that way, this always happens. They will send the cops. Okay? Because at that point, they're figuring, oh, well, we just triggered him, and he's probably going to be paranoid. So now we're going to use the cops to make him feel even more paranoid. Right? So uh, after the game, um, I took the kids to get some to get pizza, and as soon as I walked in that pizza store, we sat down. I think there must have been like three or four cops kept going in and out. Right? And I noticed them. And, you know, and of course they're looking at me when they when they walked in. They act like they're going to the bathroom. But they're, you know, every single one of them walking by staring at me, <laughs> you know? So, but like I said, I've been through so many times that I understand the tactics. So, you know, the intimidation to the work. So that is how they will use uh, remote neural monitoring, listening to your conversation. Got to trigger you. So let's talk about exactly that. Remote neural monitoring or brain hack. So this uh, article is called Remote Neural Monitoring, a Technology Used for Controlling Human Brain. And uh, it's from the website uh, brainhack.blogspot.com. Have you ever thought about something you've never shared with anyone? Of course, we, you know, we've, as targets, we all know that, you know, they, they know our intimates intimate, deepest thought, okay, and have been horror-struck at the mere thought of someone coming to know about your little secret. you have, then you probably have all the more reason to be paranoid, now thanks to new and improved security system being developed around the world to deal with terrorism and inadvertently end up dependent on one's privacy. Some of the countries involved in such programs include the U.S., the U.K., Spain, Germany, and France. Recently, the National Security Agency, the NSA, of the U.S. has developed a very efficient method of controlling the human brain. This technology is called Remote Neural Monitor, RRNM, and is expected to revolutionize 
crime detection and investigation. Hence, the reason why a lot of targets, especially if you're remote, you don't want to victim, you always feel like you're being investigated, that there's some part of an investigation going on. But again, you know, you have to understand that as a target, you've been set up, you've been manipulated, they are creating the situation, and they are controlling the situation. Okay? They are manufacturing crimes and manufacturing evidence against the target. So as a target, you have to understand that. What is it? RNM, or remote neural monitoring, works remotely to control the brain in order to read and detect any criminal thoughts taking place inside the mind of a possible perpetrator. Research studies have shown that the human brain thinks at a rate of about 5,000 bits per second and does not have the capacity to compete with supercomputers performing via satellite implants and biotelemetry. The human brain has a distinctive set of bioelectric resonance systems. For the RNN system, supercomputers are being used, and thus, with its help, supercomputers can send messages through an implanted person nervous system in order to influence their performance in a desired way. RNM has been developed after about 50 years of neuroelectromagnetic voluntary human experimentation. According to many scientists, within a few years, it is expected that DNA microchip will be implanted in the human brain, which would make it inherently controllable. With RNM, it will be possible to read and control a person's emotional thought process along with the subconscious and dreams. At present, around the world, supercomputers are monitoring millions of people simultaneously with the speed of 20 billion bits per second, especially in countries like the USA, Japan, Israel, and many European countries. Remote neural monitoring has a set of certain programs functioning at different levels, like the signal intelligence system, which uses electromagnetic frequency, EMF, stimulate the brain for RMM, and the electronic brain link, the EBL. EMF brain stimulation system has been designed as radiation intelligence, which means receiving information from inadvertently originated electromagnetic waves in the environment. However, it is not related to radioactivity or nuclear detonation. The recording machine in the signal intelligence system has electronic equipment that investigates electrical activity in the human from a distance. This computer-generated brain mapping can consistently monitor all electronic, all electrical activities in the brain. The recorded aid system records individual brain maps for security purposes. What does it do? For purposes of electronic evaluation, electrical activity in the speech center of the brain can be translated into the subject verbal thoughts. The monitoring can send encoded signal the auditory cortex of the brain directly bypassing the ears. This encoding helps in detecting audio communication. It can also perform electrical mapping of the brain activities from the visual center of the brain, which it, go, which it does by bypassing the eyes and optic nerves. This, this is what when targets say they can see what you and I see if you're a neuromonitoring victim. 
like looking through your eyes, see what you're seeing. Okay? With this visual and audio memory, both can be visualized and analyzed. This system can remotely and non-invasively detect information by digitally encoding the evoked potentials in 30 to 50 hertz, 5 milliwatts electromagnetic emission of the brain. The nerves produce a shifting electrical pattern with a shifting magnetic flux, which then puts a constant amount of electronic, electromagnetic waves. There are spikes in patterns, which are called evoked potentials in the electromagnetic emission from the brain. The interesting part about this is that the entire exercise is carried out without any physical contact with the subject. The EMF emission from the brain can be decoded into current thoughts, images, and sound in the subject brain. It sends complicated codes in the electromagnetic pulse signals to activate evoked potential inside the brain, thus generating visual images in the neural circuits. With its speech, auditory, and visual communication systems, RNM allows for a complete audio-visual brain-to-brain link or a brain-to-computer link. Of course, the mechanism needs to decode the resonance frequency of these specific sites to modulate the insertion of information in that specific location of the brain, RNM, can also detect hearing via electromagnetic microwave. And it also features the transmission of specific commands into the subconscious. And this is interesting. So please listen to this. Producing visual disturbance, visual hallucination, and injection of words and numbers into the brain through electromagnetic radiation waves. Also, it is manipulates emotions and thoughts and read thoughts remotely, cause pain of any nerve of the body, allowing for remote manipulation of behavior, control sleep patterns, through which control over communication is made easy. This can be used for crime investigation and security management. Now before I go on, I just want to pause here for a minute and just think about this for a minute. Okay? So they can check words and numbers into the brain. Now the target, I, on my show I've talked about how they target me with the number 32. Okay. So how did I become conditioned to the number 32? Through remote neural monitoring through the use of microwave frequencies. They can bypass the conscious mind and go directly to the subconscious and they can condition you. All of a sudden, I start to pay attention to cause with the number 32 in the license plate, usually at the beginning or at the end, especially when you see multiple cause throughout the day the number 32. Now, I've seen cars with other numbers, but not as frequently as I've seen it with the number 32. And this is because my mind has been conditioned, okay, to that number. And so what I had to do when I realized that I was being conditioned to that number, 
that I had to develop a defense mechanism combat the conditioning and whatever the anchor because the number is just, just the trigger so whatever the anchor again the anchor could be uh, a negative feeling or a negative thoughts uh, negative emotion and so what I had to do is that I had to think of something that that I that would automatically uh, that I could automatically think of and think of it in a way that it's going to benefit me or it's going to not make me feel negative in any way. And so what I start to do is that I would say with machine number thirty-two, I would say I will, I'm going to sue my purpose for three hundred and twenty million dollars, okay, or whatever that number is after. Two. So whether it be eight or nine, I would say I'm going to sue my perps for three hundred and twenty-nine or twenty-eight million dollars. Okay. And so every time I see the number two, thirty-two, that automatically is what I say. I don't have to think about it; it just comes out. All right. So I, that helped me to overcome that condition. And you know, again, uh, reducing the visual disturbance uh, with the use of subliminal, uh, they can do that, you know. Uh, visual hallucination, which I had early on in my talk, and, and to the point where, uh, especially when I was, I was working, where I had to work, I had to ask a co-worker to, um, you know, to walk me to the train station to make sure that I get on the train and get home. And he was like, Yo, when you get home, give me a call, because he was very concerned. But, you know, at the time, I was being attacked so heavily. Um, that, you know, certain people, some people knew about it, what was happening in the job, and they just kind of like, they just continue on with this, with talking to me. And there's very few people that really were concerned. Very, very few. Probably about two. Okay? And that was probably before they even got to those individuals, because... Once they see that you turn to somebody for help, they will eventually get go to that individual and convince that individual, either convince or blackmail them, and not helping you at all. Okay? Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's how they are. They're, they're a bunch of dirty, rotten scoundrels. Yeah, that's that's what they do. You know, once you you've been in this in this uh, you know this program long enough to understand that 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 is exactly what they do. Okay. Because if they don't go to those individuals, you know, those individuals probably wouldn't even participate in talking to you. Or, you know, I'll keep, uh, you know, I'll distance themselves from you. And so that's what they do. Okay. So let's also assess, you know, the manipulation of your behavior. So, you know, before you're even awakened to what's happening to you, you know, they've already manipulated your behavior, your thought pattern. They basically change your mindset over time and you didn't realize it. But the one thing about uh, this technology, and I suggest everyone uh, look up uh, silent sound spread spectrum, okay, which is, again, a uh, microwave uh, signal in which, in which it Bypass, unlike V2K, which you know transmit 
uh, person's voice to your into your mind um, with silence on spread spectrum, it is your own voice that's being used. Okay, so it's like having your mind uh, change. You know, you thinking that okay, actually you're not even thinking about it. You just going with the notion of what your mind is telling you to do. Okay? And so you have no, there's no firewall against that. You cannot, uh, there's no defense mechanism. And I guess the only, actually, I guess the only, the, probably the only defense mechanism is the awareness of the technology and what it can do. And the awareness of yourself in terms of uh, monitoring your own thought pattern and what you're thinking at a particular time, okay, so that you can combat any type of conditioning that's been done to you subconsciously. Because you're not going to know what you know, what the conditions are, you know. But if you've been in the program long enough and you study the purpose of the technology, you can have a pretty good idea of uh, how you are conditioned and, you know, what that type of condition it is. Yeah, so let me continue on with the reading. So it's the concerns, right, with all the given benefits of remote neural monitoring for tracking the illicit and treacherous activities. There are many concerns and risks being pointed out by human rights activists and other scientists. The Agency of Human Rights around the world have criticized remote neural monitoring as a violation of basic human rights because it violates privacy and the dignity of thoughts and activities of life. Several countries have protests against it and referred to it as an attack on their human and civil rights. The scientists protesting against the use of the monitoring belief that people who have been implanted involuntarily become biological robots and guinea pigs for remote neural monitoring activities in the guise of security. And I'm going to pause here again because if you're a target, you will see that they will always use security guards, you know, especially those that have the word security in, in the back in big letters, they will always use them to target you, you know, uh, to make you build, make you feel like, you know, you're, you're, being, you're putting this program as a matter of national security, right? Or to try to convince you that, um, that the reason why you're part of this program is because it is for national security and you're trying and, you know, you're basically helping terms of uh, facilitate and advance those security measures. So they'll, they'll play a good cop, bad cop, but you can, uh, you, what you have to understand, like I said, is that, you know, that's what they may be telling the perps out there, because after they've done villainize you, after they've done manipulated you and set you up, you know, they go to the community and say, okay, this person is a bad person, this person is this, or he, you know, he, he's a pedophile, have you he's 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 a racist or you know he's very violent you know that sort of thing and so uh you know people will especially if they you know people will participate in, in these things especially if they are convinced that the individual is a bad individual right well yeah i mean they and that's because people are very people are very gullible now gullible. you know i remember i remember talking to um our now um, convicted um, felon mayor, um, and 
you know, this is this is this is really weird because before this guy was mayor, Patrick Cannon, I had a discussion with him when he was mayor pro tem, by the time Anthony Fox was mayor. And I said to him, I said, um, we had a, a lengthy conversation, like a 12-hour conversation. And I said, Patrick, a lot of people are thinking, you know, after, you know, Mayor Fox serves his term that you'll be the next mayor because he was taking the transportation job. And I said, man, whatever you do, okay, take 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 a lesson from um, Kwame um, uh, Fitzpatrick in, in, in Detroit, and you see what, what was done to him. Um, take a, a, a lesson in Marion Barry and a lot of the and a few other names, um, African American politicians, you know, Jesse Jackson, of how, you know, our elected leaders are being targeted, um, especially in cities where there's never been, I'd say, or maybe um hasn't been a, a African American mayor in quite some time. The first black mayor of Charlotte was uh, a gentleman by the name of Harvey Gantt. And um, there wasn't another one up until Anthony Fox and then um, and then Patrick Cannon. And you know, I told him, I said, you know, look out for the the, the federal government basically um, using entrapment methods, um, you know, to coerce and and basically to invent, you know, these uh, to manufacture these crimes and these evidence. And you know, and, and and then you know he goes and falls into the same predicament as the other folks that I've mentioned. You know, which is which is really really appalling. You know, when you think about it. And um, another gentleman, a friend of mine that I helped out by the name of uh, Truman Lewis, and uh, uh, the, he runs a uh, ran a uh, non for profit organization, and which was great. I mean, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, they had like these, these community parties and stuff like that where they gave up uh, free food and, and gifts to, you know, kids in the, in the community. But anyway, the feds, I guess, were after him for whatever reason. And um, and doing conversation with him, he had said that they tried to pin a murder on him and, you know, that that didn't stick. So they found some other ways to, to get at him. And um, basically, guy lost his house, lost all his, his house, his, um, his, his car, um, uh, so, so several rental properties, and um, they were having a meeting where, you know, they were actually talking about jail time. So I said to him, I said, Truman, when you go into that meeting with these with these guys, this, this federal prosecutor and these agents, I said, you take a digital recorder in there with your lawyer, and you record everything that, that you said to me that they said to you on the phone, all the threats of jail time and this and that. You take that digital recorder in there, and and you make sure that you record everything. And, you know, you took the digital recorder in there, and, and the feds were like, you can't have that recorder in here. Like, as well, we're like, yes, we can. If you're allowed to record, we also allowed to record. And um, so basically, all the stuff that they were talking about, giving jail time and all that, they didn't say none of that stuff in the meeting. So Truman is out, actually photographs his, his wedding, uh, he has two beautiful um, uh, 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 twins. They're fraternal, actually, one boy, one girl. So, you know, he always says that, you know, Neil, everybody who I've dealt with for so many years that was around me because I have money and all this kind of stuff, he says, man, I've known you for less than a year. And he says, your advice kept me out of prison. All the other people that bad talked me after this stuff happened, he's like, and I've known deep, I went to school with some of these people, 
He's like, no, none of the folks never said a kind of word. He said, you know what, you've never even asked me whether I was guilty or, or not guilty. You know, all you said was, hey, I don't know you that well to judge you. And and I said to him, I said, look, I, I'm not one to judge anyway. You know, I'm like, I, I, if you're not killing people and stealing and all that, you live your life. But, um, you know, that's one of the – and I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm also being targeted heavily because I try to help people when I see, you know, when I hear their stories and it sounds too familiar with me. And I do a lot of reading on stuff like this. So it seems too familiar with, you know, to me that, you know, these people are being um, – Treated unfairly, in a sense, you know. I mean, if, if well, it's it's I mean, listen, you know, not only are we just targeting the vision, but remember, black men in the country, right? people that had committed crimes without their help to commit crimes, then I wouldn't give a damn. Because I'm like, okay, you're a criminal. That's what you choose to do. Then, then go to jail. But, but then, when you have people that are being set up, people yeah, that are being manipulated. Right, manipulated, coerced, mind control, all kinds of stuff. You know, food poisoning, tamp. I mean, just to, that is like the, the the dirtiest. Excuse my French. Shit that you can do as a law enforcement official, okay, to anybody. Yeah, but that's that's their that's that's their job. You know, um, not all of them, but a lot of them. That's their job. You know, recently an article. Uh, actually, you know, what, let me, before you get into that, let me finish uh, reading what I was reading and then get back into that. So I think I ended on this where it said that um, where the people who have been involuntary uh, implanted become biological robots and guinea pigs, right? So it says this is an important biological concern related to the microchip implantation, which is a hidden technology used in microwave radiation for the control of the mind. Scientists believe that like leukemia and the cancerous risk posed by mobile phones, which also emits microwave, remote neural monitoring can pose similar threats to the subject overall health as the heating effect of tissues and the speed of light is known effect of high power microwave and electromagnetic pulse weapon. I think that's one of the reasons why I get a lot of headaches. I get a lot of headaches and uh, whenever I'm, I'm on the heavy remote neural monitoring, uh, and the pain is very overbearing, very, very overbearing. Uh, thus, remote neural monitoring remains a controversial technology which is being used in many countries for security, maintenance, and surveillance. Now, you know, listen, they, they, are, they will always trump uh, national security as part of their agenda, right? And so they know that when they use that word, national security, you know, they don't have to reveal nothing to anybody. People will likely go along with it, and um, you know, and that's you know, that's uh, expose it for what it is, and because they have, uh, you know, they taking control of minds of the sheep using, uh, you know, manipulation and mind control, then you know they can have anybody believe in whatever it is that they want to believe. So. Uh, you know, can I say right? We unfortunately we are victims of this, and it's 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 a shame, and it's 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 very sad, uh, and it's even sadder the fact that people go along with it and target us in the most horrendous way uh, possible. 
create a human being. Okay, so I, what I was about to say uh, in terms of um, the target is um, okay, so recently here in New York, um, it, it came out there was a article uh, in the New York Times and a couple of the local papers here about uh, police officers planting guns on innocent people. Right? Now, as there's a person living in New York, doesn't surprise me. And, and you also, as a black person, it doesn't surprise me. You know, they always uh, try to make black people look as we're criminal, you know. And that's because they criminalize us. We're not natural criminals. Nobody's a natural criminal. Okay? But when you're being criminalized, then, uh, you know, and that's just to, to make other people scared of you. So that's why, you know, people are scared of black people, especially black men. Huh? That's the, that, you know, people can't see it, you know, because they, they let fear control their lives. And these people uh, who are uh, the architect of this uh, racist, uh, you know, Programs, you know, they know that they 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 know that they know how to put fear into the other people, right? Or the other ethnic groups, about black people, and um, they spread that around the world, and uh, you know to make uh, black people black criminals. So imagine with all these uh, cases. Not also here in New York, but also in Chicago, about uh, police officers uh, sending innocent black men to jail, okay? uh, threatening people that they're going to put them in jail if they don't testify against this person, to say that this person did it with the crime. You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. We're talking about thousands, thousands of cases, okay? So this. Uh, so here, here's from the Free uh, Thought Project, the article on on that. There's NYPD officers being investigated in Brooklyn for planting guns on innocent people, okay? And we were talking about six police officers, right? So imagine how many other police officers are out there doing the same. And I'm, 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 I tell you it's a lot because New York is one of the most uh, diverse cities, and but when it comes to uh, racism, it is very covert here in New York. Okay, now the South had have their their more overt, and they'll tell you. But here up in the North, okay, where it's supposed to be the liberals, it is much more hidden. It is much more uh, subtle, and sometimes not so subtle. 
it's uh you know, so it says fifty three dollars, but the Brooklyn District Attorney Ken Thompson is not the investigation of the product prosecutors were forced to drop a weapons case involving a man accused of having a gun outside his Brooklyn apartment. The Pope was such an allegation that officers have been planting guns on innocent people. The man in question in this particular case, fifty year old Jeffrey Heron, was arrested last year by officers Police said they had they had a tip from a confidential informant stating that someone had a gun. Heron matched the description of the man. Well, you know, we all do. Uh, I can tell you, I mean, I've been stopped by cops and say, I look like I matched the description of somebody who just committed a robbery or something. Okay? It always, they, that's the one line that they always use, that you look like the perpetrator. Yeah? And that's why they look at every black person as, a per, uh, you know, as a perpetrator, as a, as a criminal. Okay? So it says, Heron matched the description of a man, and a gun was found at the location reported by the informant. However, the gun found was in a plastic bag with no traces of the suspect fingerprints. The charges were dropped. Police were unable to bring the informant to court, despite a judge order that he or she appears because they made the whole shit up, made the whole thing up, okay? Heron has maintained his innocence for more than a year and a half. I dreamed of this day, said Heron, who was facing up to 15 years in jail in New York Daily News. I knew I didn't do anything. The DA investigation will not focus solely on Heron's case. Five other cases share similar details. A situation that had led to the suspicion of questionable police conduct. We will investigate and the arrest of Mr. Heron and other arrests of these officers because of the serious question raised by this case, said Thompson. So, if there are other cases like this, why hasn't it brought this? Why did they come to light? And what happened to those individuals who were arrested and accused of having a gun? Are they in jail? Uh, what, what happened? So, there's no, uh, so far, they have. Now, let me just continue with the article before I, I go on. Um, so it says, the public defender representing Heron, Deborah uh, Silverman, suggests in court paper that a group of officers is bent criminal informants and may have been motivated to make false arrests satisfy the department goals and orders. They might also be collecting their 1,000 reward offer to informants for Operation Gunstop, which is meant to notify police of, a low, of illegal possession. A spokeswoman for the NYPD told New York Times that investigators from Internal Fear Bureau were looking at the officer's conduct in this case. Any allegations that are made in regard to the credibility of the officers are taken very seriously, she added. The officer's name associated with some of the most recent cases are retired detective uh, Gregory Jean Baptiste, Lieutenant Edward Arrington, Sergeant Vincelo Fanzio, Officer Dean Galas and Officer Victor Serrano. Since taking office 10 months ago, Thompson has vacated 10 cases for wrongful conviction under his predecessor. Wow. So in 10 months, he's vindicated 10 cases. Okay, so these people went to jail, but nothing, really. I mean, that is 
incredible. Really, really incredible. And for those people who think that, you know, especially those people of other ethnicities who want to look at black people, especially black men, and say, oh, well, you know, uh, yeah, there is no racism. You know, black people are just criminals. I mean, really. I mean, they need to start reading and really educate themselves about what's really going on here. Okay, and it has been going on for many, many years. As a matter of fact, for decades. Okay? There's an interview of um, Krausky. He talks about how uh, the criminalization of uh, black people in this country since uh, the end of uh, the, the the free, uh, since Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed the slaves, and how from then on, uh, black people have been criminalized in American society, and it's, and it's by design, okay? Particularly, look at the war on drugs. How many uh, black people have been convicted? You know, and most of them, as a matter of fact, 90% of them are drug users and not uh, drug pushers, okay? And, and they, these people are in jail for 20 plus years, right? Which is really, really ridiculous when you think about it. I mean, destroying whole communities of people. And then want to, you know, get on TV, these uh, conservative uh, people talk about, oh, you know. I mean, not, not just, I mean, in the jet, not, I mean, in the jet, but not, not just, not just whole communities, but whole cities. Right. You know, and then, and, 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 and then want to get on TV and talk about, oh, you know, the lack of fathers in the home. Yeah, well, when you send, when you when you're putting them in jail, you know, for a bag of marijuana, you're giving them ten years. I mean, come on, really? For a bag of marijuana? Something that you would give a white person get caught with a damn bag of marijuana, a summons, a desk, a desk appearance, but a, a black person you get jail time. So really, you know. But you know, again, I always said that you know, as black people and as black men. Uh, before we became a target, we were a target. Okay, we just, you know, uh, we're 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 targeted uh, now um, as target individuals. We're, we're you know we get it on board fronts. I mean, I've, I've cited uh, a whole lot of examples of how you know black men in America have always been undermined. You know from after the um, Emancipation Proclamation, the Reconstruction years, where most black, almost most black people who were former slave knew a trade. I mean, white people didn't. I mean, white people worked, but not like black people worked. Black people were um, were um, were blacksmiths and farmers and all this kind of stuff. So when during the Reconstruction era, black people were were being hired a lot. Believe it or not. The, the unemployment rate amongst former slaves was incredibly low because black people had these skills. And what happened was when black folks started owning their own businesses and buying homes next to white people, okay, then came the the great influx of immigration from Europe, right? You know, that speech, you know, give me your poor, give me your, your downtrodden, whatever, whatever. 
right? It, I mean, that wasn't because um, of America needed more people. It's because America needed white skilled workers, laborers who can re, who can take the place of the black laborers who were being paid good money. These white people didn't want to pay these black people money, so they 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 import they open the floodgates of immigration. All those black folks who had nice jobs lost their jobs to you know to to, to the white laborers. So this country has a history of strategically undermining black people in this country, and that is not fairy tale. That is a fact. You can look at the record books. You can look at the unemployment rate in this country. You can see the direct correlation to the 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 the, the high rate of black unemployment during those years of that great migration of um, immigrant, great migration of European uh, migrants into the United States, and that is a fact. Yeah, well, you know, you just look at Quanta Pro. Another, you know, not so long ago uh, program that was uh, uncovered, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then, you know, with this. Look at the FBI, the FBI memo that state that uh, they are to infiltrate the black community and to destroy any black leader that. Yeah, but I mean, but any, I'm like, any potential, any potential black leader who may cause. A problem uh, for the uh, government of the United States. Yeah, but I mean, not only just black folks now, because you have you know Latinos, you have Asian folks who are also, and of course, you know, poor white folks have always been, okay. I would yeah. say, same league as you know as but, black folks. You know? I know, but so, you know, see, the, the surprising thing is that those are the those are the people who should be standing up for targets, who should be saying that you guys should not be doing this. Right. Yeah, but you know, when you when you have, who participated in it. Yeah, but when you have a group of people, right, that have a sense of entitlement, whether they're poor or super rich, right? And especially the poor. I mean I mean, let's not forget also the whole, you know, how Reagan pitted the, 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 the poor white folks against the poor black folks in terms of um because there were a lot of poor black folks that were white folks that were Democrats and they switched over to the Republican Party. Okay, this whole war on drugs thing. You know, when Reagan labor and they saw, you know, these these poor white folks saw these black guys, you know, driving big fancy cars and all that kind of stuff. It created hatred and resentment and jealousy. Right. So well, yeah. Well, I, listen. The this, the seventies. Hold up. After the civil rights after the civil rights movement ended, you know. Again, black people made an upstride in terms of uh, e- you know economic gains and stuff like that. And then when Reagan got into office, when Reagan got into office, they basically but to, uh, to me ran. the civil rights never really ended because you still had um, segregation in housing. You still had um, you know what's the the uh, what they call I guess the the, the redlining of districts. You know where. Yeah. Um, black people would go to buy a house, and they would pay thirty to forty percent more yeah. than 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 you know yeah. the African than a white yeah than a white family who was buying that home. Right, and then now you know you see or the, they were excluded the, or they were excluded out of certain neighborhoods. Right, exactly. Um, 
you know, to begin with. Right. And then also, and you see currently now with the, the just just look at the health of the people in this country, who suffers the most in terms of health-related issues, whether it's heart disease, STDs, strokes, um, diabetes, cancer, you know, all that kind of stuff. Black folks have traditionally, not just, black folks have traditionally been, their bodies are a lot stronger in resisting um, certain diseases because of melanin, right? But now you see a, a dramatic increase in the ailments of black folks, and especially when you have uh, a device like like HARP or you know any type of neural monitoring um, device where you incorporate that with religion and these so-called faith healers, and they tell you, okay, well you know. God has a cure for AIDS or God has a cure for cancer, and they they got you smoking weed every day to cure your cancer, but it doesn't really cure your cancer. It just numbs the pain, right? You know what I'm saying? So, or they'll tell you that, you know, hey, um, as far as, uh, you know, HIV, I've heard so many stuff about, you know, this girl said, oh, you know, I know this guy who um, was giving this, these people like these HIV regimens, and he was like a herbalist, and, you know, and then, you know, they were almost cured, but they forgot to take the medication. They had one treatment to go, or they couldn't afford the one treatment or the two treatments or whatever, whatever that would have cured them or HIV. And I'm looking at this chicken. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, are you? Re- if, if if somebody had a cure for AIDS, really, uh, HIV, HIV yeah, would be well, eradicated. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. So you know, with that mindset, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are believing in such nonsense. I mean, it's just like the Africans, really, where you, they think raping a five-year-old virgin girl will cure them of HIV. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or uh, 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 killing albinos. Um, will bring them riches and fortune and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. And, then, you know, because the medicine, yeah, the medicine then uses their bones as part of their, you know, uh, medicine thing. I mean, that's all ridiculous. That's just... all nonsense. Anybody who has studied, you know, physiology or whatever, grinding bones does not give you any kind of special healing power. It it just grind bones. Basically. Yeah, but you know, but you're talking about you're talking about uneducated people. You know, people who still live in the traditions of, you know, thousands of years ago. You know, uh, who have not really been brought into the. The, the modern, and it's no fault of their own, it's the government's fault, who, you know, who's yeah, I mean, not been brought into, the, brought into the 21st century, you know, so they right. still believe in superstition. You were sort of thinking, okay, well, you know, since the government created AIDS, the government has a cure for AIDS, but they only cure certain people. Like, yeah. that makes no sense, you know? Like, I mean the, the the mentality of these people and this this type of thinking, you know, the rhetoric that I hear is just incredible to me to be living in the United States of America in 2015 and people still think that way. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a book called The Boy in the River that everybody should read. Okay. You talk. I mean, there there are a lot of these these. Um, the ritual killings here in the United States too. People end up, young children end up with missing body parts. 
okay? And it's not just, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, um, uh, Kendrick, who was found in the, in the gym, uh, his body stuffed in one of those yeah. masks with his body parts missing, and the other the other kid who was uh, who drowned and you know had his body parts missing. But a lot of that yeah. stuff. Also, that's about no, also that's about the um the the, the the other young guy who was who was basically lynched. They basically lynched him. And, right. Um, you know, in in was it was it North Carolina, Atlanta? So one of those states where, you know, they found them uh, tied, uh, hanged. They found them hanged. Uh, on a swing, okay, on a swing set. Uh, I mean, it's this, you know, this thing, this this girl going, and you know, some some of that happened, especially the the, the one you're talking about, who, who was found rolled up in the mat. Well, it turned out, it turned it turned out that two of his uh, teammates, okay, uh, yeah. father father was an FBI agent, right, and. His two sons may have something to do with this this kid. Uh, yeah, probably so. Probably yeah. so. I mean, look, there are a lot of people in law enforcement and our government who are very, very super duper, um, you know, religious and, and and incredibly ignorant as to the fact that you know we are living in a material world where, um, you know, killing your 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 your, your children's adversaries, whether it's in basketball or tennis or you pull a Tanya Harden on, on what's her name, you know, want to break her legs because, you know, she skates better than you in an ice, comp- ice skating competition. I mean, that is, is the, the pettiness of people in this country, you know, is no worse than the pettiness of people living in third world countries or in an Amazon somewhere with just, you know, with these ridiculous beliefs. They're, they're no different, you know, from from those people. You know, when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, you have people calling atheist people demons, or or, or Muslim people, you know, demons, and yeah, or Muslim call. I mean, whatever. You know, if you if you if you ever seen a demon, okay, the demons are the people that are mass murdering people. The demons are the people that are raping young children. The demons are the people that are brutalizing women. Okay, I saw a video of a of a, a man in Saudi Arabia beheading a woman in the middle of the street. This Saudi Arabia, which is which is like basically embedded with the United States, and there there are tons of videos of these men in front of police officers beheading and shooting women in the head. Okay, for whatever reason. And the United States have refused to put sanctions on these countries because of what? Oil. Right? They will let these abuses happen and don't say nothing about it because of oil. Yep. This government is no better than those people in, 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 in Saudi Arabia or wherever. I mean, this this stuff this, this stuff is ridiculous. I mean, look 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 at look at what they're doing to us. Look at what they they're doing to us as targets. You know? Exactly. I mean, it, you know, it, it's the same. They're 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 they're
to rally people to do what they do did to the Jews. It's the same. It's the same remember, remember, this government imported the majority of the Jewish scientists and psychologists. Not only that, this this government actually gave Hitler, financed Hitler, gave him his agenda. Really, I mean, you think of the Bushes, the Rothschilds. These people gave Hitler his idea. The, I'm, I said it before. These Anglo-Saxon Protestant Christians in America are very anti-Semitic. They're the ones that funded Hitler's campaign. They're the people that's running this country. Okay, they're the people that, after you read Martin, Martin Luther with the, 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 the leader of the Protestant Reformation, you read his writings, they are the worst in terms of anti-Semiticism that, that, that I've, I've ever read anywhere else. Okay. And that is where Hitler got his ideas from. Yeah. Well, also, you know, he, he got uh, also from the um, the eugenics uh, movement here in the United States. You look at, you look at uh, Namibia. I mean, you know, the the, the Germans honed their skills on Africans before you know the, before they went to the Jews. They I mean, killed thousands. Yeah. Experimenting on not thousands, you know, uh, you know, some minutes. And then you I mean, look at Belgium. Well, bones and yeah. skulls. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called uh, the bone and skull island because it's just it, when you walk, you think you're walking on a rock, and it's just it's bones and skulls. No one is allowed to touch anything on that island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but look what the Jews are doing now. They're turning around and doing the same to the Palestinians. Well, like, like I said, you know, like I said, you know, it is most it's likely that the the abuse becomes the abuser if the abuse has not learned from history. You know, have not really taken a look at themselves and see what was done to them and and care enough to not do it to another person. And you know, I I hear when you see videos of of um or you hear you know these 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 Jewish Parliament um, leaders talking about we should kill the, the we should go into the hospitals and kill the babies and kill the mothers who who who, who birth these babies so they don't have any babies that are grow up to be terrorists. Well, you stop bombing people's houses and stealing their houses from them, you have to worry about people coming back and being terrorists. You know, you're you're the terrorist because you are initiating the destruction of a, a group of a particular group of people. Yeah. And then you're worried about them coming back and being, well, of course, I mean, it's just human nature. You're not going to come and kill my whole family and expect me to, to turn the other cheek and say, okay, that's not going to happen. Especially knowing that I, I did nothing to you. That's just, that's, I mean, it's just human nature for, for, for humans to want to survive, to, you know, to, to, to thrive and not be, you know, put under the gun of oppression and, 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 and genocide and all. I mean, that's just that's just ridiculous. But in terms of, you know, in terms of, um, you know, uh, the whole the Hitler script, I mean, when you look at it, that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, there, there are states in, in America where it is illegal for a person to hold public office if you do not recognize God, if you do not recognize a higher power, I should say. There are about five, seven states in America that do not allow people that do not hold a religious belief to a higher power to hold public office. Yeah. That is crazy. 
The Constitution says these people they like to, they like to quote they like to quote the Constitution. Okay, but they don't really. It's like you know, they like to quote the Bible, but they don't really believe in the Bible. But I'm just saying though, because they don't believe in the in the Constitution. They only they yeah, only want to believe in the parts that benefit them. If the other parts don't benefit them, the Constitution says that Congress shall pass no law requiring any religious test. Okay, when it comes to holding public office. And these people know that, you know, and they, they say, okay, well, you know, where the states are, uh, is the, the sovereignty of the state. And yeah, we understand and recognize the sovereignty of the state, but the Constitution in terms of, of, of civil rights and, and you know, natural rights of the person trumps everything that the state holds onto itself. All right? You have your state constitution, you have your... You know, the, the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States trumps all the state's constitution when it comes to the protection of your civil rights, your natural rights. Okay, I mean, you can say, well, the constitutional uh, rights. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, but, you know. I, I want to discuss, hold on a second. I want to, I want to talk about something else. Cause, uh, you know, there's, there's a movie uh, that was uh, coming out called The Great State. And it was about uh, surveillance and the um, violation of uh, your privacy. And um, the writer and his family were found dead of what they say was an apparent uh, murder-suicide, which I don't believe for one bit. Uh, just like I don't believe that <clears throat> Michael Hastings, uh, the reporter uh, who did the article, uh, the report on Jennifer Trish, which got him kicked out of the uh, the army. Uh, the, his car was the, his car somehow blew up, and yet he ruined uh, an accident. And so, anytime you have people who are willing to tell the truth, uh, especially in such a way that it can wake up uh, the masses, uh, they're going to get rid of these people. And so, uh, you know, that's the it's a sad thing that happened, and uh, I, I hope uh, that when the movie comes out, or if it does come out, that it's a tremendous success for people watching it and be awakened and ask them what's really going on there and stuff. The United States of America. All right. Uh, so on that note, I um, want to say good night. Uh, i got to get to bed. At uh, babysitting duties in the morning. So I gotta get up early. Uh, to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, you know, it's just, it, you know, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And I think, you know, um, what's going on has everybody mad as hell. Everybody very, very angry, um, very appalled and very shocked at, you know, at what's going on. Because um, you know, to me the just the the the, the betrayal, the um to hide or, you know, to protect people that are 
guilty as the F word. Um, and, you know, just, just, and, and it's okay with it, with a clear conscience. They pick and choose because, you know, let somebody else, um, and they won't even, you know, they won't even flinch to, to crucify that person. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's, that's, uh, just, you listen, know, I, um, I got it. Right, I, I got, I got to go. So I don't know if you still want to um, send the yeah. call. Yeah, I'm going to end the recording. I'm yeah. going to end the recording, but there's people on the call. So if you still want to continue, yeah. you can go ahead. All right. I, okay. When I, I went out to the theater tonight. I had a great time. Um, 